Hello. Bonjour. Bonjour. Ciao. Hello. Welcome to Fertility Insights, the Cooper Surgical Podcast. So I'm now very pleased to be joined by Nilke de Munch and Johan Sterks, um, who are going to be talking to me about um, their research that they have presented here at ESHRA on 10 years of electronic witnessing in the IVF laboratory. So thank you both so much for joining me. I'm just going to ask you to give a little background on yourselves and, and your research first. Thank you. Um, I'm Neil Kadmink, as you already introduced me. Uh, I'm the head of the uh, uh, ERT lab in uh, Brussels IVF. So I started working there in 2008, um, where I also obtained my uh, PhD in the beginning of that period. And uh, then I ha also have a three years experience uh, in Abu Dhabi, where I was the scientific director from 2018 to 2021. Uh, and then we returned back uh, to Belgium. So now uh, I'm there, uh, the head of the lab. And I'm Johan Sterks, also working at uh, Brussels IVF in Belgium. Um, I started already a long time ago as a lab technician, performing all the techniques inside the lab, from semen preparation till uh, XC, cryo, biopsy, ev almost everything. Now, since three years, I'm uh, also responsible for the quality management inside our lab. And also, I'm responsible for the electronic witnessing system uh, because it uh, also contains a lot of managing and uh, following up all the, the things around this. Yeah. Thank you very much. So it's brilliant that you were able to present your research today here at ESHRA. And I'd love it if you were able to give me a bit of an overview of the research, including the study design and the conclusions that you came to. Um, so, Johan, I'll pass over to you. Well, since that we have already implemented the uh, electronic witnessing system in our lab since uh, 2011, we have now uh, last year uh, had our anniversary of 10 years electronic witnessing, witnessing in our lab. So that makes also that we have uh, a large number of cycles that we uh, performed. Uh, we have, have calculated almost 110,000 cycles uh, split it up in uh, 53,000 IVF-XE cycles, uh, also 36,000 frozen embryo transfers were performed, and more than 20,000 uh, IOI inseminations were performed, and all recorded by uh, RI witness. Um, and if you look then into the how many actions that were recorded, we had uh, 850,000 witnessing points, so to perform all those 110,000 cycles, we also consumed around, uh, I believe, 1 million tags. So that's a huge amount. Um, uh, we have also uh, around 25 um, workstations in, inside our labs to perform all those cycles. Uh, translated this, we had uh, 850,000 witnessing points, and that are all, all actions that are being recorded by the system. So that are also actions in case uh, if we do not use a system like this, these also are also witnessing steps that you, we should have done uh, by a double check with a double operator. So uh, the system is helping us uh, here a lot here. In the study, I also um, evaluated how many mismatches we had. Um, but I also defined what for us are the critical mismatches or also known as true mismatches. Um, because um, true mismatches, we define this as uh, when non-matching samples were in one work area, 
with the real intention to treat that uh, sample also, or when we have uh, printed out uh, uh, the wrong label and we had the intention to put it on our straws for the cryopreservation also. Uh, so the number of critical mismatches uh, became out of uh, 144, which is uh, corresponds with 0.017% uh, per witnessing points. Uh, I believe this is lower than any previously uh, published data about this. Um, but we also looked into the administrator assigns. So the administrator assigns that are, is actually a kind of help button uh, in the system because sometimes yeah, an operator can just choose a wrong uh, witnessing points, uh, which may block uh, the next step in the process. So we can overrule that misassigning. Uh, uh, but sometimes also operators uh, might forget to use the system, uh, forget to assign a certain tag. Uh, and that we define as also as a critical assigns. Because yeah, then if we don't use it, the system like we have to do, there is also no prevention in, um, from the system. So there's no warning, warning to stop. Oh, uh, you have to stop uh, with your manipulation. Um, and there we had uh, 320 critical admin assigns, which corresponds with 0.038%. Um, that are actually low numbers, or uh, it, it depends a bit how you look at it. Uh, low numbers, but at the same time also a high number because uh, there is no real prevention by the system. So some, it could have gone wrong over there also. So I think I think it's uh, important to highlight that in fact uh, the mismatches and the critical mismatches that we that we um, show here they are not uh, real um, errors really that are made because it's in fact a system that tells you uh, you were almost going to make a mistake. Uh, so this is also the moment where, in fact, when you uh, would perform double manual witnessing, where your second uh, witnesser would tell you, look, don't start this procedure because uh, you are using uh, two uh, sources that do not belong together. So, in fact, the, the mismatches are... Um, the, the the type of uh, procedures where you were uh, intending uh, to to perform uh, to I mean to mix two two gametes but no real mix-ups uh, are really uh, happening at that time. Um, what is also important uh, is the admin science because this is really a, a different type of of uh, error in fact that can happen, and you should really uh, verify uh, clearly at what stage um, um, something went wrong with the tagging because uh, it might be possible that you need to go back to the raw material and start uh, all over again if you if you are able to start over for instance for sperm you would be able to do so uh, so these admin signs they might be uh, more dangerous in fact than the mismatches where you really prevent an error from happening uh, so to conclude in fact we it's very important to highlight again that uh, the electronic witnessing uh, will only prevent sample mix-up if you really apply the system correctly. So it's very important that you assign um, your tubes and your dishes before you move gametes and embryos from one dish uh, to another and not first move them and then uh, perform uh, the tagging. So this is uh, very important uh, because this is the only way uh, that you can prevent the sample mix-up. Brilliant. Thank you very much for that overview of the research. Um, and I think as you were saying then, the importance of um, making sure you tag first, um, that, that kind of reassurance that it's offering to staff, I guess. Um, how is RA Witness helping you in the laboratory and how do you think that then goes on to help patients as well? Um, 
Would you like to go first? So I I think um, the the use of RI witness anyway to help uh, help really patients. It's really to reassure that whatever they are, uh, whatever embryo they are uh, being transferred is also really their own uh, embryo. And this is uh, a question that, in fact, many patients have. Uh, when you go for the transfer, they, they sometimes ask you, is this really my embryo? So the fact that the patients um, in our center enter uh, with an, an, a special uh, ID card that, they, that has all the uh, RI witness information to assign immediately to the all sites and the fact that they, uh, when they come to, to give the sperm sample, they also um, check together with an, another operator, in fact, that really uh, the name of the male and the female um, are um, corresponding to, to that couple. Uh, this really uh, helps us to reassure that, uh, the that we are really working with the material of that patient. And I think it's very important because the amount of, of work that we have um, in our lab with a high number of cycles uh, that is above 5,000, um, it is really important that you use this electronic witnessing system because uh, this will really help you um, to relieve the staff, in fact, to, to make errors that can be made with, uh, with the double witnessing um, because it also saves uh, a lot of time and you are, in fact, if you use it correctly, uh, sure that you are uh, always combining the correct gametes and uh, changing uh, from one dish to another and staying with, with the same patient. And then, um, Johan, how do you feel the future of witnessing in the lab is going to kind of develop and what are you looking forward to in the field of witnessing? Well, first, I think uh, that more and more labs will realize that uh, witnessing or electronic witnessing is, will be needed. Uh, when you look around here at SRA, you also see uh, other companies who are starting to invest so glob globally, I think uh, it will come more and more. Uh, just because you, yeah, you, they become, everybody realizes that a human um, witnessing, there are some limits uh, because uh, yeah, it, it, it's no guarantee 100% also that uh, everything is done correctly. That, uh, the procedure might be done correctly, but uh, the witnessing itself uh, it's not properly recorded, maybe, and uh, not traceable also uh, for further uh, uh, look back uh, in, into some situations. Um, uh, how, uh, how I see the future of uh, RI witness, I think they will start developing more um, a kind of system that you can track uh, also the embryo levels. Because yeah, now it's only the identification of the patient, so only one dish you can uh, witness. Uh, but sometimes, yeah, for uh, PGT cycles, for instance, uh, you also need to have a view on what's happening with the biopsy sample uh, of, of one embryo. And I also think, yeah, because over 10 years, uh, it might be also possible that uh, and the uh, witnessing system may be smarter also, but because now I have to, as operator, I have to tell the system uh, what I want to do. Maybe it can become more intelligent to know where I'm in, in certain procedures and make some suggestion. Okay, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? Uh, so, so I can just confirm instead of making a choice out of uh, several witnessing points. That would be also a possibility, I think. 
another thing that that we could also maybe use in the future is not anymore to use the the tags as they currently are because now we need to stick them to the dishes um and you need to stick them well because if you don't stick them well uh they also might be more difficult to put back in in for instance embryoscope or in in a in, in an incubator uh, so maybe it would be great as well to have some kind of a, a pre-tagged or a pre-printed uh, dish in fact that is uh, untagged or that appears as untagged uh, on the reader uh, where you I mean then at, at least you don't need to stick uh, any any tags anymore uh, that would also I think be uh, a nice benefit to have this on the dishes so it seems um, from the research that you've presented and everything you found over the last 10 years it's made a really positive impact on your on your laboratory the, how it works and also then the patients that you're seeing coming through the clinic as well um so yeah it's going to be exciting to see the next 10 years of data that you guys collect and um yeah look forward to seeing more research so a big thank you to our guests on this episode of fertility insights um, please like share and follow our podcast series and just note that the views that are expressed by our guests are their own and their appearance on this podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent.